Welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. It's me, your co-host, Jenny Scott, with my favorite podcast co-host, Dan the Mandarin. How are you, Dan? Well, I'm already fired up, Jenny. You know, before we pushed record on this podcast, we spent a good 30 minutes chatting with our uh, guest here, who many of you already know, uh, and I'm sure you've heard of him. And, and the opportunities for us to do bigger and better things, and again, help save the world through fitness, health, wellness, uh, just grew a lot bigger. So I'm, I'm fired up. Absolutely. We do have the man, the myth, the legend on here with us. But before we introduce our guest today, I do want to say Dan and I actually got to meet this weekend at Idea World in Vegas for the first time in person in this post-COVID world where we have never met in person. We actually got to meet each other. So check out our social media because there's lots of cool pictures of us together. And I am as tall as I say I am, right, Dan? She's got me. I think she's got me by at least a half an inch and her guns are definitely better looking than mine. (laughs) Well, thanks. Thanks. I try, you know, but yeah, it was so nice to meet you in person, Dan, and it's super cool. Hopefully we'll get to meet more of our listeners in person as we start to get back to live events. And I want to meet our guest in person one day, because I've heard some awesome things. He's a legend in the, like the conference circuit, legend in the industry. We have with us back again, Mr. Randy Hetrick from TRX and Outfit. How are you, Randy? I'm good, Jenny and Dan. Nice to be with you guys. When you say legend, it's it's small L, small font for sure, right? <laughs> All that means is you've been around the industry for long enough that people don't have a, anything else to call you. So they just describe that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, not at all. Like we loved you so much. We wanted to have you back. So you're one of the few people that's been back more than once. So welcome back. So happy to have you here. So how did you get in the industry and how did you get to where you are now? Well, you froze a little on us, but I'm going to, I think I can interpret what the question was. Um, <laughs> well, I, look, I came into the industry, it's, it, it's hard to say it out loud, almost, well, really 20 years ago as, a, as an industry vendor, right? And then before that, I mean, I'd been kind of a, uh, an elite level consumer of fitness for, geez, at least 20 years before that. So, so I've been sort of around this, this industry and in between those two capacities now for almost 40 years, which is shocking to even hear you say your, that out loud. But it's true. It started with, uh, you know, after a, a full career in the SEAL teams, uh, I had come up with this kooky little idea for this crazy strap, which was, which was you know, we talked about it some length last time when I was on uh, TRX. And, um, you know, I built uh, with my teams, ran that for about 17 years. And, and then about three years ago, uh, a little over three years ago, I sold control of TRX to a private equity group. Um, and I kind of peeled off about a year and a half later to, to found outfit. Um, and, you know, I'm a startup guy. So for me, uh, I'd gotten, I mean, the year that I left TRX, we had our best year in history, which was 2020. And we had some help from the pandemic. 
which, you know, those winds blew pretty hard if you were in a, a fitness company that, that served uh, home fitness, which TRX does as well as, as the commercial side. And so we had a huge year and that was, uh, I just made the decision that was the right moment for me to, to peel off and start something completely new because as a startup guy, that's what makes me tick. And I think um, mostly that's what we're gonna talk about today, right, Dan? Absolutely. And, and just a little side note, uh, Randy sent us some really cool swag and the outfit t-shirt is my favorite workout shirt. But it, it, it's, it's really odd because I go to conferences and stuff and they're like, oh, you're with outfit. Because uh, normally you'd want to wear your own brand, but but the outfit T-shirt fits me really. Thank well. you, I'm thank you, saying. Dan. That's, that's <laughs> you get old like me, you got to find stuff that fits right, and that's. I got to get Jenny perfect. some more shirts too, so she can show off the gun show. You know, wearing outfit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. There we go. Right. And 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 so on that note, Randy, tell us more about outfit. Tell us about the brand, the concept. Uh, you know, your vision for it and so forth so that we can we can uh, become more familiar with it other than just knowing that you have awesome workout shirts. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, you know, it's funny because like I always, when I talk to entrepreneurs, I always talk about, look, you know, when you start a business, like make sure you're solving a problem because if you solve a real problem, uh, then then your customers pull you right toward them. Versus if you're if you're just kind of coming up with an idea of something you could do, but it doesn't really solve anybody's problem, you got to push the whole time. And and you know, and and part of solving a problem or an extension of that could be finding really new opportunities that aren't massively overpopulated with competitors already. And so about geez, over 10 years ago at TRX. I had kind of come up with this wacky idea to, to trick out a sprinter van, load it up with TRX gear and drive it around the country, uh, but really more, more correctly, have our master instructors pair up and, and take shifts, right? Kind of like a magical mystery tour for a month and we would pay them and they'd go off and they'd do um, all kinds of different events, support key account openings and do these awesome outdoor workouts centered around the suspension trainer, but also, you know, we had just at the time brought rip, the rip trainer to market. We were using a lot of other people's tools that today, you know, TRX makes themselves some of the commoditized yeah. stuff like balls and bands and, you know, um, kettlebells. And, and so we did that for a couple of years and got just unbelievable responses. The problem was that the tech wasn't there to make it a business, right? It was very logistically challenging. And so, you know, fast forward 10 years, along came Uber geolocation, <laughs> along came social media, right? An effective communication platform to, to let people know where you're gonna be and, you know, what's happening. And then, you know, companies like MindBody came along with online registration and billing and scheduling. Well, so that, you know, that kind of every time I saw one of these evolutions in technology come along, I thought, man, I wonder if my concept, right, is, is, is it's time has arrived. And, and I started working. I mean, when I sold control of TRX in 2018, pretty quickly became clear to me, I just was not going to want to continue, like other than as kind of a, a you know, I, I'm happy to always will be an ambassador to, to my brand, right? And, mm -hmm. and, uh, happy to stay involved with, with the brand, but it was pretty clear to me, I didn't want to be involved in the management um, uh, that, 
that was taking place there. So I took that opportunity to start working, dust off my old deck, which, which ironically originally was called TRX Mobile. Um, and, and it was, you know, the idea before that, I think I even called it TRX at home originally, but then it, it sort of evolved and I took it out and, and realized I wanted to, to spin this out of the company, do a proper startup rather than try to compete with resources inside an existing business, which, you know, anybody who's worked at a big business knows how hard that is or can be. And so I decided I would, I would go and start something new. And that, that was, um, that was around 20, kind of the the late 2019, early 2020, that I was starting to dust off this concept. And then along comes COVID. Well, if there's ever a sign, I mean, first of all, yeah. all my gym partners from all those years are dragging stuff out into the parking lots, mm -hmm. right? To try to, to try to have, I mean, I, you know, I, my buddy Dave Long at Orange Theory, I watched them, you know, desperately struggling to try to set up Orange Theories out in their parking lots. And, and I was looking at that thinking, man, I've got a solution to this problem, right? And then the other problem that I was really interested in solving was I think that it's tough to make a, a, a true living as a trainer, right? It's it's tough to make a living if if you view that as a career. It's not a, it's not tough to make a living for a period of time, which I think is why we have such you know I think it's almost a hundred percent turnover right in the industry within ten years, because what happens is trainers come into the business they 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 have all the right motivations and they're gung ho and they want to change people's lives but the deck in many ways is just stacked against them it's hard to build net worth as a trainer right so yeah. there's there's a lot of young trainers and then they they partner up they have a couple of kids they got to buy a house or they got to you know all of a sudden the pressures start to mount because if you're working in a gym the gym's keeping half your way your your hourly wages and if you decide to go outside, well, man, that's a whole other ticket to trouble, right? Now you got to become a marketer. You got to become a manager. You got to come up with capital. All these things that, that, you know, most trainers who've built proficiency training other humans, they don't necessarily have the skills yet as business people. So I had watched, I mean, at TRX, we certified over 350,000, right? It gave TRX qualifications to over yeah. 350,000 training pros over about 15 years. Nice. And when you see that, you start to see patterns. And I, you know, was looking at that going, God, I think if we came up with a concept that had a, a very low cost of entry, was had low operating expenses, which mean that you can go from startup to break even quite quickly, right? By keeping those operating expenses down, then you'd create an opportunity for a training pro to you know, maybe beg, borrow, steal a little bit of cash, get into the business, quickly break even, and then start to build a profitable business that once, once that platform, in our case, a van, caps out, guess what? You get another one, right? And you start over again and you get maybe a buddy or somebody you respect in the industry to be the GM of that new one. And then eventually you get a third. And maybe at that point, you as the trainer get to step back and, and become backup, right, for three GMs that you've put in those. And now all of a sudden, you've created an asset that when you're ready to retire, you can sell either to your coaches that are running the businesses, or you find somebody who wants to come in and buy the system, right, the, the area from you, and you have real net worth. And so 
those were the two problems that I was trying to solve. For the consumer, it was like a safe, affordable, outdoor experience originally to address COVID, but it turns out like outdoor training is pretty awesome, right? So, so that continues, you know, having a safe, affordable and fun, convenient service to consumers that wasn't super crowded with, comp with competitors. And then on the, on the pro side, I, I'm really like, I'm super passionate. It's kind of crazy, but I, I want to create opportunities for training professionals to build real careers that they can own and not just sort of be a sharecropper on somebody else's farm, your whole, you know, your whole existence. Um, yeah. So that was, that was the inspiration. I love it. And I mean, Randy, you're talking, you made a really, it is difficult to make a living as a trainer, like to make a good living. It is hard. It's a lot, a lot of work. There are people out there who do it. I'm one of them. Right. And I do it part-time and I make a very good living doing it, but I'm 13 years in, right. It's not like I just started. So it took time to get to where I'm at and it's a lot of work, but this whole episode, we're really talking about how to reach more clients. So let's talk about like the actual outfit aspect. And then I definitely want to get into the business aspect. So outfit literally combines technology and then the sprinter van and all the gear where people can get out and train. How do personal trainers get a chance to utilize this when we're talking about reaching more people? Well, so the way that what's interesting is, I mean, we're, we haven't started franchising yet. We're going to, you know, I wanted, oh, to nice. take, I wanted to take 2022 and build out a nice corporate market to make sure that we know what we're talking about, right? Because I'm just not one of those guys that wants to like create a concept and then sell it to as many people as possible before you know it's going to work. That to me is not like, this is not responsible. I don't want to do it that way. So we wanted to spend 2022 building this market that we own and that we can really test and, and optimize. Starting in 2023, starting Q1, we're going to begin selling franchises. And at that point, you know, it will become available to trainers in the industry who want to build their own business. The, the power of the model, which is kind of what you're getting at, Jenny, is that, you know, you think about outfit, it's a lot like Uber. Like it really is a lot like Uber. The difference is that Uber, you know, somebody shows up at your house, which we can do. Uh, they, they load you in their car and drive away. We don't do yeah. that. We show, up, <laughs> we show up at your house. We show up at your house and we can train you either one-on-one. -on -one. What's interesting, our private training, fortunately, our overhead's so low that we can price everything below what it would normally be in a gym because the gym has so much more overhead, right? That yeah. they have to cover. So with, with outfit private training, your plus one is always free. So you can bring your partner, your friend, your neighbor, your kid, like whatever. They show up for a private training and it's the same price as just a, an hour session, an hour a personal training session, which work out to be, depending on the on the the how many times a week you want to come, it's around eighty bucks an hour. I, I think is a good, you know, nice. Kentucky windage uh, number. But you get a you get a partner that comes with you for free, so technically it's mm -hmm. like forty an hour for yeah. private training delivered to your house. That's pretty. Show me where you can match that. It's less than I charge, I'll say that. <laughs> so, but but think about it. It makes sense because the van's rolling up anyway. So why yeah. not pass that value to the member? And and that way, then what we hope is they go, hey, I'd actually like to add some more people to this group. Mm -hmm. Well, then those people, as they get added, get a discounted membership. And it works out to be about 50 bucks, right? For each of them as you add them on. 
So it's, it's kind of a, that's the private side. Now the group side, which is what we're focusing kind of 80% of our energy on that you come to us, but it's all through an app. So you open your app and you say, okay, where's, where's the outfit classes going on this week. Mm-hmm. And we are in parks and other public and private um, pieces of land, right. Around yeah. a, a given area. And it, think of it, that part of the business, more like a city bus map. Right. When you look at a city bus map, like there's bus stops all over the place. But if you mm-hmm. want to get on a bus, you have to be there at the appointed hour. Right. And so that's where the app comes in is you open it up and you go, oh, OK, I see. I want to book my classes for this week. And you just book slots at the different areas. And then the app pops up, tells you, you know, hey, your outfit workout starting in an hour. Right. So it'll give you a push notification so you don't forget. Um, if you do, it's no big deal because we work on a subscription so you're not going to lose anything. You know, you can, it's all you can eat as many classes you want to come for 99 bucks a month. And, and, um, and that's been pretty remarkable because we've aligned incentives the right way. Our members on average are coming three times a week, which is insane. When you look at the industry stats for a club, right? I mean, we're, we're off the charts and we think that's great because it means the members are really valuing, you know, what we're doing. But that allows you, it's a long-winded answer to your question, which was how does a trainer reach a lot of people? Yet you think of it as a system and the more units that are operating in an area, a given area, the better because your addressable market gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And people join, they, they pick the location that's most convenient to where they are and they go and consume the service. And that it's, it's, it's pretty simple when you look at it on the surface, but it's incredibly not simple to make that happen. Yeah, amazing. amazing. Yeah, you're literally reaching new people. You're dri- you're driving. You get in your outfit van and you drive to them. It's it's super cool. It's an ingenious concept. Like, yeah, amazing. well, each one of those vans ends up being like a rolling billboard, so it's it's kind of nice uh-huh. in that respect, right? Because you're marketing just by driving to your training ground, you're marketing the business which is really unique relative to brick and mortar, brick and mortar, you're stuck in the ground, right? And they have to drive by you with outfit. You're out constantly driving around with this billboard that begs the question, Hey, what's that? How do I, how do I get involved with that? So, yeah. so it has that nice, that nice quality to it as well. Very cool. And I know you were mentioning before with the outfit, for example, like the actual workouts and such are already pre-programmed. So you're taking somebody who is a trainer, right? They're, they're maybe new to the industry. Maybe they've been in it, but literally any trainer that has, you know, is worth their, their weight in, in salt can come in, learn the system of outfit. The workouts are already pre-written for them. They just have to basically interact with the, the clients. They're not worried about watching their watch for timing, like, you know, rounds and things like that. They're just there to train and they learn this system and they can effectively functionally train pretty much any client. Yeah, I mean, look, any seasoned trainer will will tell you the bane of their existence the night before when they're up writing programs. Yeah, yeah, mine's the week before I do it every Saturday. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, so so what's cool about what we've done, I mean, look, we've been in the business for a long time with this brand, right? And, and, and we understand trainers very, very well. Trainers don't want to necessarily be given a, a script that is like, you will do every step will be just this way, right? You got to have some ability to express yourself, your knowledge, your preferences. But if you talk to experienced trainers, they will also tell you like that they retread, you know, 90% of the programs that they're giving are retreads with like just a tiny little tweak. 
So what we've done is we've created this massive uh, programming library that has, you know, there's probably 20 different foundational workouts that, that then each one of them can be massaged by the coach who's going to deliver it. And you can pick, you know, it's the structure is built, but there's a ton of freedom within the structure is how I would describe it. So that, you know, if you want to, if you're, if you're, you've had a busy week and all you want to do is show up and teach exactly what you got served, you can do that. If you want to put a little en extra energy into it and say, all right, here's a couple of, couple of tricks that I want to throw at the group today. You can do that too. And we allow for that kind of it's freedom within structure. Nice. And then with, simple. <laughs> with the timer, you mentioned the timer. What's cool about that is, you know, everybody who's who's trained group knows that the the worst thing you can do in group is lose track of your time of the timing of your work intervals, right? Because, yeah. Because your your clients are sitting there going, like they, they either trust you or they don't. And if they don't trust, if, if you if you run long too many times, they lose trust in you. So they start sandbagging. And so we've taken like the variables of having to keep time. We've taken the variables of having to remember what the next exercise that's coming. We've taken all that out. It's got a big audiovisual timer with each of the vans. So the coach, all the coach has to do is look over. They know what, what the next exercise move is. They're hearing the audio clues. So they know how long remains in each work rest uh, interval. And it allows it allows trainers to do what they do best, which is see their people, motivate their people, and be great coaches. Here we go again, another ISSA rapid review. Amy had this to say about the ISSA group exercise instructor course. I loved the text material and the videos. It's easy to follow and informative. Awesome, glad you loved it, Amy. For our listeners out there who are coaching, just getting started or been doing it for a while, all of this should resonate with you. I know you, you know exactly what Randy is talking about here. And it ties right back to something he mentioned earlier, where I, I like to say, give them what they, what they ask for. Don't tell them what they need. So he's solving for something that people want better. They want done better, whether it's a product, a service, a methodology, and you would call that entrepreneurship, I would think. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the, exactly. <laughs> and that's something we want to make sure and touch on a little bit here, Randy. You mentioned it earlier about you know how you come up with a product or a service. And the last time we talked, you mentioned writing a book so that you could share some of that knowledge with the rest of us at a deeper level. So can you tell us where you are with that and what your plans are with sharing your wisdom with the rest of us out here. Look, you, you guys are going to have to have me on a third time when I publish. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done. I, I, here's, here's so, so I've, I've been, I've actually have a couple of them that are kind of in the pipeline. Uh, this latest developments with TRX has distracted me a little bit because I'm, you know, involved with a group that is trying to buy TRX back. Uh, that kind of set back something that was like my third full-time job. So that, that has set back my writing a little, but in general, what the, the first book that I'm, that I'm working on is basically going to be a survival guide for entrepreneurs. And it's, nice. and it, it, it essentially walks you through a lot of the mistakes that I made because I came at this, you know, I, I wasn't an entrepreneur until 36 after a career in the SEAL teams. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, I had to learn, yeah, I had, I got an MBA from Stanford, but that kind of equips you to go into a big business as a mid-level manager. That, Nerd. That, <laughs> that, that doesn't allow you, it doesn't give you what you need to, to like get started, right? As an entrepreneur, yeah. it's not built for that. So I'm trying to distill all, everything that I learned, uh, mostly the hard way, I will tell you. Uh, and if I can, if I can help some of your listeners and some of some of the readers of the book avoid face planting into these potholes that I did, then, you know, that's the mission. That's the mission of the business. And it's going to be very practical. It's going to reveal a lot of the things to watch out for on all levels from, you know, hiring, managing teams, conceiving, you're, you're taking your concept from an idea to a reality, uh, financing, right? Like I made some big mistakes and where I chose to take money from, there's better and worse fits for different kinds of businesses. So it's essentially going to be, you know, I, I'm get, literally a survival guide and, um, and it's going to take, you know, what I learned as a SEAL and what I learned as an entrepreneur, mash them up together and do it hopefully in a way that's kind of funny and, and will make you go, I'm glad he told me that, right? I don't want that to happen to me. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, Dan, I'd be, I'd be reluctant to give a publishing date at the moment because I've had to kind of pause it, uh, for the next couple of months while I, while I work through a couple of these other projects that I'm involved with. But, um, but I would hope that, it, that I'll have it done, uh, in 2023 and you guys will certainly know when, uh, when it's ready to go to press. Well, I, I've been working on a book for two years and I made the mistake of telling a lot of people about it two years ago. So I know exactly, <laughs> I know exactly, I know exactly what you mean. So if you were to, uh, Randy, if you were to choose just one thing, one piece of advice, something that, that I know you're going to be talking about when your book is out, one thing that you would, uh, the advice you would give to a new entrepreneur in the fitness space to grow their brand, to grow their business, what would that piece of advice be? Man, it's down to one. It's it's hard. I, I guess I would say make sure that as you're deciding that you're going to build a business in an area, you have to, the, the, the biggest, frankly, the biggest trait that that I can think of is authenticity. And, and it kind of works two ways, right? Like you have to be authentic not only to the customers that you would propose to sell your services to, but you got to be authentic to yourself. You don't want to put yourself into a venture that you're lukewarm about because startups are hard, right? Building a business is hard. And there's going to be a lot of moments when you second guess your, yourself, your level of commitment, like how far you're willing to go to, to make this thing successful. And if you start with, with just a, a truly authentic business for you, like one that you just know, if this works, this is what I want to do for my life, right? Then you, you're already, you know, you got a leg up on a lot of other people that just kind of stumble into businesses and decide, well, I need a job. I'm going to do this. And, and yeah. because man, entrepreneurship is not easy. Like, and anybody who tells you it is, is lying to you. It's just not, it's, it's, it's hard. And the, this, the corollary to that is if you're always authentic to yourself and you can represent yourself authentically, you know, you're doing something that you're super passionate about, then you'll deliver with a, with a, a level of passion and consistency that builds the second most important word, which is trust. 
Like if you can build trust in your, in your teammates, in your, your clients, right. And, and, and frankly, you can trust that, that even for yourself, you can trust that you're never going to quit on this, that you're always going to give your best. That's the most important thing to building a brand. And for trainers, you have to build a brand. Like the brand is you, right? You have to build that brand. So authenticity leads to consistency and commitment, which leads to trust in my view. And, and if you can achieve trust with your clients, then your business can be very successful. Oh, I love that so much. And that's actually, Randy, what you're talking about is one of my favorite things about fitness. Um, there's so many people out there who don't love what they're doing, right? They do it for the paycheck. They do it because they have to, and there's no other options. I feel like a good majority, not all, some, not all, right? There's a majority of people in fitness that stay in it long-term that really, really love it and are passionate about it and wake up every day excited. And, and it shows. Um, of course, again, there's people that don't, and maybe they're just going through the motions, but those are also the people that burn out and don't last in the industry. Well, think about what we do. We, all of us who work in this industry, like you're doing something that's so fundamentally good yeah. for people. You're, you're, you know, you're helping people as a habit position themselves to live a long and like functional life. Yeah. And, and you're helping them be the best version of themselves that they can be today, whether it's the way they feel, the way they look, you know, that's a, that's a pretty, that's heady stuff, right? To be able to give that kind of gift to somebody else. And so doing that for a profession is, is you're pretty lucky if you get to, to be in yeah. that kind of, a lot of people who spend 40 years doing something they don't give a damn about, but it pays their paycheck. Like what a grind that must be, right? If you can't be passionate and get those, those, I mean, I guarantee Jenny, how many times have you like just gotten such a charge from one of your clients who just tells you how excited they are about the progress they're making, right? Like, Absolutely. Yeah, like that's those short term wins come a lot to fitness professionals and, and they don't happen a lot to a lot of other kinds of professionals, you know. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I think I think we have a, a benefit in this industry of doing something that's fundamentally good for humanity. And that's a luxury. Yeah. So speaking of fundamentally good, Randy, I think you are a fundamentally good human being. I love everything that you stand for. I love the way that you speak the way that you have so much passion for what you do for people out there that want to follow you and learn more about you, your brands, the things that you like, because I know you're so like active on social media. How can our listeners find you? Well, I'm probably not as active or as good on social media as I should be, <laughs> but I appreciate it. I'll take any compliment I can get. So you can follow me at Randy Hetrick, H-E-T-R-I-C-K, uh, on, on primarily on Instagram, but also on Facebook. Um, and then uh, at Outfit Training underscore HQ that I would really encourage, you know, the folks that are listening to your pod to, to go check us out because you can see whether you want to be involved with us or not, you're going to see a lot of what it's like to go from zero to somewhere, right? Cause yeah. we've let that play out on social and, and it's um, you know, I think that's uh, you can learn a lot from watching other people, you know, and their struggles, their victories. So that's, that's what I would say. And then, and then, you know, my first baby is always uh, still out there swinging at, at TRX training. Love it. Yes, definitely go check him out. You guys. Um, thank you so much for joining us again, Randy. I love everything that you're talking about as far as becoming your own business as a fitness professional. Um, it's a scary step for a lot of people, but you've made it you've made it more simple. It's never going to be easy, right? But you've made it more simple. The barrier for entry is a lot lower. So I'm excited to see how it goes when you guys start franchising next year. 
Congratulations. You and me both. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> I was I was actually looking into it, funny enough, because I know you sent us a bunch of stuff. My fiance is obsessed with the hat. And he actually talks about the brand because people ask him what's outfit. And he tells him about it because I made sure he knew all about it. And Give so him a hug for me, would you? I, I will. And so we're it's actually something, if I'm being honest, we looked into D1, the sports performance facilities, but it's actually a, a brick and mortar facility. And we're actually considering doing something like outfit. So I'm excited to see what happens. You will be hearing from me and my fiance. Awesome. Um, in the coming in the coming months yeah super excited awesome. well what well, what you know you get out of me is blood sweat and tears that's what oh. i always commit to any of my business partners like we're and I, and so far i gotta tell you like we're we are really excited about about what outfits accomplishing in south florida and i can't wait to be able to share that with others who want to build you know a business and don't necessarily come into it with a trust fund behind them right yeah. I, cer I certainly did not and uh, so I appreciate the scrappy, the, the, the scrappers out there. <laughs> Love it. Dan, any last words today for our listeners? Yeah, you know, I, I, I actually, I have three thank yous. So first of all, thank you, Randy, for your service to our country. Y'all probably, if you didn't know it already, he mentioned it and uh, he spent a career uh, with the Navy and the SEALs, which uh, you have to know what a Navy SEAL is. And second, thank you. Thank you for your contribution to this industry, not just in product and education, but exactly what you spoke to. You know, you have to have your heart in it. You have to have your passion in it. And you have to make, you know, you have to want to make a change and make things better. And you have. And that ties right into the third one. When you talked about make sure it's your passion, make sure it's something that moves you, make sure it's something that gets you up in the morning. It was a reminder that I'm in the right industry because I truly care about making the world a healthier place. So thank you. That's applause, cool. applause. Yes. That was powerful. Thank you. Thank you for that gift. You made my day, Dan. I appreciate it. And you guys yeah. are so kind to have me on a second time. And I promise not to come on again until I have something fundamentally new and value added to share. But uh, I'd love to come back when I do. So it's yes, fun. when you when you get those books out there, we'll bring you on back. All right. We'll do it. We'll make a date. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Randy, again, for joining us. And thank you to all of you guys for listening. Uh, as usual, we'll leave you with our best words of wisdom. Make good choices. We'll be talking to you soon. Yeah.